Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Sometimes we feel like an imposter. You've heard of the imposter syndrome? I had it my entire adult life, practically. I wonder when they're all going to figure out I don't know what I'm doing. Especially as a chief information officer, as an executive in corporate America, I had no clue. At least I thought I had no clue, but I did have a clue. God was guiding me and leading me, even though I didn't know how to do the actual work. I hired people who could. I had consultants that helped me go through the hiring process so that I could hire the right skills because I didn't know how. My skill was relationship building and management of people and mentoring people. I gave them credit. I helped support them. I raised them up to different challenges in the organization. That was my skill. But the world, Satan, always said you are never good enough. And by the way, that's not just in my profession. It was in life. So now we know our child, (laughs) our child, we know our identity as a child of God. We know that God is working on us, that true transformation, true character change only comes from God. So what does that mean as you're straddling that virtuous life and that vicious life, because during that time, you might feel like an imposter Christian, an imposter Catholic, because you're not living the life yet. You're trying to. You're trying to have the feelings and the emotions and the heart and the, you know, the conviction behind this transformation. And I'm surprised God spoke to me in this reading because, you know, it just <laughs> just isn't that much of a good. I, I don't think it's that. I'm not. Tobit, I need to start getting into more Bible stories, more of the Bible that I'm not so familiar with there. I've said it. Took me a little while to spit it out, but I did say it. So let's look at this. On the night of Pentecost, because again, this, this I think many of us might be feeling, especially right now. 
Big deep breath. On the night of Pentecost, after I had buried the dead, I, Tobit, went into my courtyard to sleep next to the courtyard wall. My face was uncovered because of the heat. I did not know where birds perched on the wall above me. Till the warm droppings settled in my eyes, causing cataracts. I went to see some doctor for a cure, but the more they anointed my eyes with various salves, the worse the cataracts became until I could see no more. Okay, here's my little snide interjection. Wow, the doctors hurt people back then too? <laughs> and by the way, if you're a doctor or your spouse is a doctor or you've got doctors all over your family or you love your doctor, not all doctors are evil. The doctors are just being taught what is in their medical books. You can't blame them. What I can blame doctors for is not keeping up with the studies that are going on now that are actually counteracting and proving how wrong those medical books are. That's the problem that I have. I digress. Let's go back to God's word. For four years, I was deprived of my eyesight and all my kinsmen were grieved at my condition. Ahakar, however, took care of me for two years until he left for Elimias. Elimias. Okay, I'm brutal at these <laughs> pronunciations. At that time, my wife Anna worked for hire at a weaving cloth, the kind of work men, whoops, the kind of work women do. When she sent back the goods to her owners, they would pay her. Late in the winter, on the 7th of Distress, she finished the cloth and sent it back to the owners. They paid her the full salary and also gave her a young goat for the table. On entering my house, the goat began to bleat. I called to my wife and said, where did this goat come from? Perhaps it was stolen. Give it back to its owners. We have no right to eat stolen food. She said to me, it was given to me as a bonus over and above my wages. Yet I would not believe her, and I told her to give it back to its owners. I became very angry with her over this. So she retorted, here it is, everyone. Where are your charitable... <laughs> hey, wait, hold on so I can screw it up for you. Ah. She, so she retorted, where are your charitable deeds now? Where are your virtuous acts? See, your true character is finally showing itself. All right, I had to go through that whole thing so you kind of got the gist of what was happening instead of just running down where she's like, look, there you are. Where are your virtuous deeds now? Look, your true character is showing. This is the journey. But we can't be hypocritical. We can't do what Tobit is doing, getting severely angry and pointing fingers and not believing and not being loving or charitable. And then yet calling ourselves loving and charitable and Christians and all this kind of stuff, but not walking the walk. As we go through this 24-hour journey today, let's ask God to put in our heart genuine change, genuine character change. Because when 
the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings, the body, the peace, the love, the joy, when all of that is in sync in the mind, the body, the soul, the mind, and the body, you will have a kind, charitable heart toward this person. You would not attack. You would not accuse. You would not get angry. You may ask more questions like, oh, really? Because ultimately, you've got a spouse in this situation who's not believing the other spouse and getting angry about it. And the other one's turning around saying, see, you haven't changed a bit. So we have to be aware of this process of change, process of the Holy Spirit truly making everything in sync where your thoughts, your heart, your body, your sensations, your feelings, your physical self. I mean, they're all going to be in sync and on the same page. It's like firing off all cylinders. There's no putting or sputting or whatever you want to call it in your life. You're just, nothing's going to stop that peace and that joy and that love. And that characteristic flaw that you're working on, that you might be thinking you're a little bit of an imposter, the point of it all is humility. I say this a lot, the point of it all, the point of it all, the point of it all. But there is always a point of it all. (laughs) And it really comes down to humility and the fact that we need to ask God into our hearts every single day, all day day. And pay attention to when those times come, when our character and our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, our entire spiritual, mental, and physical selves are in sync and in balance. That three-legged stool is in balance. Nobody's going to question our genuine virtue. We won't have those true characteristics coming out. Your true characters, your true character is finally showing itself is what she says. So let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy spirit. Come into our hearts and help us realize that you are the truth. You are the true person, the true spirit that transforms and sanctifies us. We are going to talk to you all day, Holy Spirit. We want to live with you. Lord, some who are listening right now don't know you in the Holy Spirit very well. So we ask that the Spirit ignite in each one of us our soul so that we can feel your presence. Give us some consolation. And then continue to transform us. Continue to open our eyes and our ears to what is going on in our lives, to the patterns so that we can truly 
Come back to you, Holy Spirit, and ask for our hearts to be changed so that we desire not to do this vicious act anymore and that we do choose to love you, to spend time with you in prayer, and to continuously, humbly offer you everything every single day. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. All righty, everyone. Imposter syndrome is a thing. But when we do our best to humbly offer it to God, especially if we're getting to that point where we are not faking it anymore, <laughs> you know, fake it till you make it. Some people can fake holiness. Some people can fake genuine love. So when we do something like that and then the real character comes out, that's when we've got to go to the Holy Spirit. Okay. I love you all. Find something more with God. I know you all are. Soul, mind, and body. Don't forget to join the soul, mind, and body group. I put the description in the, oops, the link in the description just a heads up for iPhone users, you cannot do it on your phone. Look, Google Google and YouTube are like incestuous brothers and sisters. Everything works with Gmail. So hey, if you got a Gmail account, like a Gmail email address, just go on your computer, go to youtube.com. If you don't have an account, set one up, takes two seconds, and then you can go onto my channel, click join, and get into the soul, mind, and body. This week, what I'm going to be putting together video-wise over there, ooh, that reminds me, I've got to pull my Monday motivation down. I decided, you know, everyone needs a little motivation on Monday. So on my YouTube channel, I'm putting it out there publicly for the day of Monday, and then I'm gonna make it a members-only thing because technically it's for them, I mean, they're paying a little money for a little extra stuff. I mean, that's what you get over there. You also don't get any ads on any of my videos, and you don't have my Find Something More song that I did with Anna Nuzo on the front or the back. So you get a couple of, of extra benefits over there, too. Not to mention lives and things like that that I'm going to be working on. So I've got lots to do. I really could use your prayers. Because I want all of these things to be resources to you so that when you sit down and pray or when you sit down to do something as far as working out, like at home, how do you do it? What do you do? Um, you know, using bands, using, <clears throat> excuse me, using weights, using benches. I mean, I don't go to a gym. I don't have a gym membership. So I do all my stuff at home, which you can too. Anyway, I'm going to get kind of into the um, soul, mind, and body, some specific things, and what it means to have that leg of the stool firm, strong, good on your stool. It's balanced. And then we'll look at the other things that may not be. And how do we get them in balance? Okay. All right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.